podcast name in the podcast game. Ken and Mila are the unacceptable podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the unacceptable podcast. Uh, it is day. It was week three of our confine. No, week two. Some sort of. It's been a while. We've been confined. Oh yes, have we? Yeah. It, I didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been incredibly lonely. Yeah. So I feel all of you suffering and dying. Mm-hmm. Um. You know what I learned about mukbangs? What is that? You know what mukbangs are? No. Oh, it's when you eat like food into an asthma microphone. Yeah. And it's like. It's disgusting. Oh my God. Super hot. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, I literally, weird. I can't stand people eating. <laughs> okay, but what I learned is mukbang helps some people with eating disorders to eat because they don't like eating alone. Oh, wow. I know. That would, not like, help me. That would make me want to throw up. Uh, ironic uh, when I like when I'm with when I can hear people eating I often put in like music or earplugs or something I really the sound I've, I've never noticed that about you like even at a restaurant no it, that's a bit different but like I feel like in a restaurant I can't really hear it because the mm-hmm. music on mm-hmm. um, but yeah like a lot of the time I really cannot stand it I can't stand the sound food being chewed i'll try not to drink too loudly here let's do an asthma slurp for folks at home red scare and like the uh clinking ice huh yeah mm. so politics concentration camps spreading i've been, I've been doing contracts all day my um. brain feels like this like just you know lopsided um lopsided like left brain or something or is that right brain no not like that just more like you know there's i i'm not like neuroscientific enough to make this a accurate sort we're not gonna hold you to scientific standards does your head feel 90 pounds seven percent in biology yes my head weighs 90 pounds my friends are aliens um yeah, I've actually been thinking, there was a study that just came out this week, it's really sad, is like, um, oh, people fuck. who self-isolate alone are way more likely to attempt, or to have suicidal thoughts. Um, and it made me think a lot about, because I've been studying about solitary confinement, and I was like, damn, like, how do people do that? Yeah. Um, I was reading cases where people were in solitary for like a thousand days and I'm like, how is this legal? I'm kind of shocked. They... Damn, I wonder if that causes brain damage. Apparently it does have neurological effects if you confine someone for more than, I think like three weeks. Oh, that's, we got three weeks grace period? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I thought it would be like 30 hours or something. No, but people do get like, I mean, even with these two weeks that you have for self-isolation, um, it's been negative. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Impacting people's mental health. And like, it just makes me really sad. I just want this to be over. 
I don't know. That's that's just a bit of a bummer. Um, some sad news the week. Yeah, man. Can we get any more? Let's yeah. just try and make our listeners as sad as possible. <laughs> yeah, this this podcast can like instead of listening to Beach House, you can just listen to this. Wow, Beach House. There's a reference. There's a name I've not heard in a long time. Yeah, I've literally like. Are I, you even listening to Beach House? No, no, I'm not that depressed. Like. I don't even know what they sound like. I just know Pitchfork writes articles about them. Yeah, they're very pitchforky. Honestly, I don't even think they're like good depression music because there's some depression music that I love. Mm-hmm. Like John Frusciante makes really yeah. like solid depression music. Mm-hmm. So many different forms too. Like it's like he has different flavors for different kinds of depression. I was thinking about this the other day because I was listening to, to record only water. Mm, holy fuck walking around at night to that like the song with no one, right like compared yeah. like with no one to like the vibe of neandra like yeah kind of different flip but they're both like really good depression songs you know i don't see oh de- no with no one is so tender I, ha- I had those lyrics like printed out on my wall i love for... yeah and, but you know the thing about that album's lyrics is like i i thought there were I put my own things on them and, th- and then I read them like this is what the fuck is this bullshit so just like <laughs> stick with the ones in your head but no one in uh, saturation I have like this memory of listening to saturation when I was like walking home from the hospital at like seven six or seven in the morning it was still dark out in Montreal and I was like walking like down a hill and the song saturation came on and I still had an IV in because I forgot to take it out Oh, that's fucking hardcore. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about like hardcore fun of you, but like, and then you're like, and my IV was trailing. Wait, so like, how much of it oh, was? No, it wasn't like the stand, it was like the one that like, they tape into. Oh, okay. So I never had that. I don't know how it was. Like, you can't leave until you, like, someone removes this. And, uh, and I forgot. But I remember, like, I was still there when I was, like, walking and listening to Saturation. And I was, like, and that's actually when I wrote the title track. Or not I wrote, I didn't start writing this out, but I finished the title track to the album that I'm working on. Wait, that do you mind if I ask how long ago is this? You can, like, mouth it, maybe? This was in 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm impressed that you, like, have finished music from over periods of time i just forget about i forget it for like seven months and then i go back that's why but then you remember it well i haven't like written down and like demos recorded but so for this song untrue beautiful things i wrote most of it based on an experience that we had in high school but there's a lyric there's two lyrics or two lines of lyric in that song um that's about that night when i was walking home listening to saturation and so I'll leave you all to guess what lyric that is. It's actually very cryptic. Leave a comment. <laughs> when we have a subreddit, it'll be our ARG. <laughs> I've been into ARGs recently. You know, do you ever click on like creepy YouTube stories? No. Oh man. I guess it's more like neckbeard stuff, but some of you people know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, like I don't spend a lot of time on you're so busy YouTube I've I've been to be able to like keep reading I've been just like doing reading when I'm at the gym like on the because I would sound so overstimulating I would like have a panic attack 
Um, Is there music in also? Uh, if I read, I prefer to just have like. Instant. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. that's reasonable. Um, but I was I just finished reading the uh this really good book by Thomas Frank. I definitely recommend it. It's called Pity the Billionaire, and it's like about like the rise of this sort of like slave morality politics um and in america and like the sort of way that like ruling classes have used victim rhetoric um, oh i see so he's not really saying pity the billionaire yeah I'm like that's very sensitive of him <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well it was it's kind of like he's pity the white man <laughs> He's critiquing like Ayn Rand's uh, sort of thing where like like her characters like kind of self-victimize like oh I'm such a like lonely sad I'm such a lonely cook <laughs> I still haven't read anything by Ayn, Ayn I thought it was Ayn I like Ayn Rand I don't like her it's not good it's honestly wait is Rand Paul named after her? No, no. His name, his real name is Randall. Oh, maybe though. No, I've actually like I've seen Ron Paul be like he is not named after. <laughs> um, it, maybe I name my child Miss It or Mick It. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that'd be funny. Dominic, uh, we have to read. Do you have that where his sword grows? We have to read that. Oh, we have to. Find, I'm sure it's somewhere. I did find my old religion notes from grade 10 the other day, though, and I thought it would be funny for me to read some of it from there. Um, that's, I think that's less funny. Yeah, I guess to you. <laughs> uh, we wrote this story that totally has, like, the most homoerotic overtones. We were all, like, six. I don't think there was anything Freudian in it. So, like, this guy pulls a sword from the stone, and then he shows it to his, like, bro, and it starts to grow. And everyone around is like, wow, that's huge. <laughs> so the obvious joke is like, it's like some sort of, you know, sexual, young, immature thing. But I don't, I feel like it wasn't that. Mm. Do you remember? I remember pretty vividly the story. Do you, do you, what did, do, what do you think? I'll have to find it. Mm -hmm. um, Classic. But yeah, I found this like sexual morality quiz that I took. Mm -hmm. in, in Man, I wish I had more of that in my life. <laughs> um, I feel like we kind of need that as a society right now. What is the Christian ruling regarding chastity? Oh, oh, I know this one. <laughs> yeah, what is that? No sexual intercourse until marriage between a man and a woman and you can't come on your face. <laughs> and, you know, Oh my god. What else? Uh oh yeah, no birth control. Just have those children except what the Lord. Lies? This is a question on a test. What? <laughs> what lies have we been said about sex? That it's um, lies. <laughs> let me let me give it a go. This framework I was much more happy in it uh than I am now. So uh that sex is like without consequences and purely for you know the pleasures of the moment 
What is the answer? Sexual desire is the same as other natural desires, and that if people stop hushing it up, then things will. Ah, be- yes, I remember the Lewis passage. I kind of, I kind of low key agree because there's been even like more screaming, and it seems to be getting weirder and weirder. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Yeah, there's a question that says, "What is what does repressed mean?" What I don't, we couldn't define that. A desire that has been subconsciously trained to repress things like sexuality and through repression, repressed desire comes to the mind unrecognizable. Uh, What? Unrecognizable. I couldn't even, what? Yeah, I don't know. I probably wasn't even like making any sense. Um, Anyway, that was my quiz. I wonder if the teacher was like, I don't know, it sounds good. Here, yeah, unrecognizable. You like did like the old-fashioned grammar thing where it's like backwards, like it comes unbidden, unrecognizable. <laughs> like, uh. like, oh yeah, she's talking like C.S. Lewis. Perfect. Um, yeah. So that is his first name Christian? Christina Lewis? I don't know. Oh yeah, we don't know his, his we don't know his name. No, I'm sure somebody knows his name. I just don't know his name off the top of my head. Um, if anyone it's funny because like it, this is like when I read Montesquieu in uh at McGill and uh the um one day like I was just like in bed and I turned to Gary and I'm like dude I don't know what Montesquieu's first name is like it doesn't say on the book that we're reading like I, I don't even know isn't that weird that I don't know what his actual name is and Gary's like, his name's Monty. <laughs> Did you believe him? No, I think obviously that's... Oh. Like, <laughs> like, well, what's Socrates' first name? Like in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I was just like, I just can't rest because I realized I don't know what Montesquieu's first name is. Like, that's kind of... Oh, weird. it's... Do you know what it is? Did you figure it out? Did you Google it? Honestly... I forgot it already. Charles, oh, Charles Louis de Secondat, Baron. Yeah, anyways, and then some titles. I'm happy for him. Um. Anyway, I. So yeah, I've been studying all day. My eyes are bleeding. Um. Have you ever had that happen to you, where you pop vessels like under your eyes? Wait, your eyes are actually bleeding? No, I don't. I'm just kidding. They're not. That happened um, to me before, and that's I was, a horrifying visual. It's just my blood vessels like under my eyes. Oh, so you're not actually bleeding? No, but they just like I think it's like I don't know if it's bleeding or it's just if the blood vessel pops, is that bleeding? Oh, there's a term for it in boxing when it's internal. Yeah. Anyway, it looked so whack, and I was like, oh my god. But it was fine. It's all good. How long, wait when was the last time you had this i think like it was gym related like i think i was just like maxing mm. it that's dangerous stuff i know now i haven't been going like super heavy i've been focusing more on like endurance so i've just been doing things like sets of like 12 I'm dead. There, it's crazy to think there's like 45 year olds who max out every like three weeks dude i get nervous when i watch i know that. i know it's like something's gonna pop. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm I, I'm always worried when I watch like people over forty do sports. Oh, speaking of that, I played soccer today with a guy who's a ex professional. Like he played for Cardiff, Luton, and the Wales national team. That was fucking kind of cool. Nobody else knew. I like Googled his name when I saw that he was coming today. And I didn't know how to bring that up. Like, hey, I Googled you. Did you play for Wales? So, but he was really good. But he's also like, like definitely like past his prime. Like he was about to hurt himself the whole time. Oh, see like that. He was super good. See, yeah. Gym. So like when I go to the gym, um, so sometimes I go to, to run if it's like the weather is super terrible. Um, or if it's like too early and I don't want to run on the road in the dark. And uh, um, so whenever I go like really early and run, I see there's like a guy, always a guy on one of the treadmills and he's old and he's running really fast, but he's holding on really tight to the rail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. You see those old skinny people with hunched up, fucked up backs? And they're like running like really hard. It's like, mm, bro. Um. Anyway, yeah, that's we. So we there's a lot of news happening in the world. Um, should we do? Should we talk about France first? Okay. You? Yeah, I'll just make bad jokes. I don't watch the news anymore. Yeah. Um. So France has introduced a new sort of sets of concentration camps legislation. (laughs) And basically there, so the way that it's been described on Twitter is not really how the law seems to be working. Um, So the initial thing was people were saying that it was putting restrictions on homeschooling that gives Muslim children a special identification number. What? I don't, I'm okay. I'll play the reactionary. What? It plays all, it puts like all children have an identification number, not just Muslim children. Um, But they're basically like restricting Muslim children from having like these homeschool, like not being, not going to like school, Hmm. being like educated and like, you know, fanatical religious stuff. I have an answer. Mm-hmm. What if they just did like two days a week? What? Like they had to come in two days a week. <laughs> Isn't that a good compromise though? Because then they could be exposed to like their Western kids like showing each other tentacle porn at like 12 <laughs> and they could go home to their like Sharia family. It'd be perfect. They'd be so fucking confused. Imagine the guilt of like a young 12 year old Muslim man jerking off to tentacle porn with like his. Fa- oh, fuck. On his. So. So we, we figured it out, guys. Mandatory tentacle porn screenings. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how to feel about this. Because, like, I feel like, you know, you have to take some kind of measure to deal with terrorism. But um, people are not happy about what measures they are. So basically the three things, so there's restrictions on homeschooling and harsher punishments for those who intimidate public officials on religious grounds. Um, wait, 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 what does that mean? Me. <laughs> um, so like, for instance, what happened in France is a public school teacher was killed over- He was intimidated to death. Yeah, well, I mean, he was getting these like hateful emails beforehand. Yeah, just um, don't answer your email. No, no, yeah, yeah. 
The second one is giving children an ID number under the law that would be used to ensure they are attending school. Parents who break the law could face up to six months in jail as well as large fines. So that I don't agree with because I don't think you should send parents to jail for their kids not going to school. Yeah. Unless it's like their parents are complicit in it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't think I'd send them to jail. I would probably just find them. Um, like do these do these kids have access to the? Obviously, they have like internets in their house. I, I don't know what these lives are like, you know. So like, obviously, they're going to be exposed to like, four chan and like Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I just think it's important. Like, I used to be more pro homeschool, but now I've kind of changed my views on this, especially like in light of COVID, where everyone's isolated all the time. Like, I do think it is important to like go to school with people and like learn together uh-huh so yeah i'm a bit hesitant about homeschooling and then there's a ban on sharing personal info of a person in a way that allows them to be located which makes complete sense <laughs> yeah but also like it's like anything like hey i'm having a great time at earl's <laughs> did you retweet that like they're coming for you i mean yeah like france they are trying like they are very explicit about regulating social behavior whereas i feel like in canada and the u.s it's like more taboo to do that mm-hmm. except for um like i don't know in quebec it's a bit different they're more like france yeah, who says it's all nurture? <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Wow, there's a lot to unpack there. Should we all just sit for a moment with that? <laughs> okay, what's next? Um, yeah, so that's the France thing. Um, in Vancouver, not in Vancouver, sorry, in Canada, um, there's something really sad. So there's been some like legalization of assisted suicide over the past few years. And there are some Canadians who are disabled and they are applying for assisted suicide, even though they don't have terminal diagnoses. Oh. They feel like a burden during the pandemic and they can't. Fuck. And like, um, that's so sad to me. Imagine if they had a UBI. <laughs> well, I mean, some people are arguing, like, yeah, this means that, like, we're failing people and, like, giving them proper assistance, especially disabled people. We're in trouble, though, because isn't the population of Canada going to be, like, really old people soon and, like, cancer rates are going to go way up? Yeah. We need, to, we need to let the immigrants in, give them a UBI, uh, set up uh, STEM hubs, particularly for women. <laughs> no, <but laughs> this is the like immigrant women STEM hub in like northern Yukon. Uh, no, okay. So I have this riff where we're like Canada. Global warming is good for Canada because we're gonna the land is gonna be more livable. Like the further north, the more the, the higher the oceans rise, right? So um, so we're gonna let the immigrants in. We're gonna give them a UBI. And innovation is going to flourish. Thank you for your talk. Um, no problem. What What do you think we should do? I 
I don't know. Uh, with this, is this a dying thing? I just, um, I was thinking, yeah. like, this was the reservation I had about assisted dying is like people would feel like burdens and then do it when it's like not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I feel like if you're disabled, like, if I was disabled to the extent that I relied on, like, dis- can I apply for assisted dying? That was dark. We're gonna we're gonna go. We're gonna tread carefully. If you go hypothetically, though. Well, that's the concern. I think like that's that's not good. Um, the workforce just all oh, there's too many riffs here. But the the workforce that should be supporting the uh, ancient Canadian population just all. Yeah. Millennials are like I don't okay so yeah it's weird because like. You know, this is some, another one of the causes that like atheists have t- taken up because of the Catholic Church's big opposition to it. But I like I feel like I I really think it is more serious than my atheist yeah. comrades have. You're know. basically a crypto Catholic. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I think that's something the Catholics have right. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I don't know if I like. I don't know. I feel weird about being like you're not. You're banned from having assisted suicide. But um. just go off into the woods. So if your life sucks, set yourself. This is my plan for when I'm seventy. Either I'm really poor and I have nobody around me and I'm very bitter alone, or I'm incredible success and I have a lot of people around me. But either way, I go on ever more dangerous camping trips and hunt for my food. And eventually, I'll just die. Okay. Is that? Yeah yeah i mean maybe they need they should send people who have like skills and alertness but kind of are tired of being 65 to mars first elon elon hit us up um yeah i mean i don't know i i also think like let's say you're just like a really neurotic person and you get like some sort of illness and then you end up feeling like, oh my God, I'm such a burden to like my family or my friends. And then that's available to you. You might. Yeah, but, but who's to say you're not a burden? This is where the Catholic idea of like life being sacred is so valuable. Right. I mean, not gonna lie. <laughs> you could objectively be a burden. Mm-hmm. And, but like, I feel like that shouldn't make you want to die. Like sometimes you can be a burden, but like also be a light in someone's life like you you can be both yeah um and i guess it depends on how you define burden because sometimes it's like you know supporting someone takes work but it's not necessarily like work that like you hate doing yeah so i don't know i just feel like it's like seems like such a sick like conclusion to like sick culture even yeah like catholics might write them on that too it's a slippery slope with these catholic ideas (laughs) no but i think also like it's like this notion of disposability where it's just like your life is not worth living if you have to rely on people i i yeah i'm literally going through this on this this couch (laughs) right now like all night so but i i don't think it's like a good thing like encourage no it's really it actually just made me really sad like i was just like like what kind of country are we not just country but what kind of like society are we where people are like 
I feel like I need to like die because I'm a financial burden or like a personal burden on people. Especially if I understand the way the economy is going, just back to like automation and wealth inequality is only going to increase. Yeah. So like everyone's just going to be like not pulling their weight and not a famous entertainer and they're all going to feel like dying. Yeah. No, like I know. almost unironically. No, totally I, that's what's going to happen. And like, it's, yeah, I feel like we're trying to like keep things how they are in a lot of ways without acknowledging the changing economy and so then just being like lol like sorry you're screwed (laughs) yeah um i think it's it's not helped by like shrieking people that say that they like suck at things because of oppression and that that happens a little bit yeah i think yeah i mean i think like you know one of the things that is aggravating this time where like a lot of people are financially struggling in different ways um is then like I think a lot of the times oppression discourse could be like hypothetically someone who is like not financially struggling telling someone who is that they're like oppressing them because of like discrepancy and then it's like obviously that's gonna create resentment yeah and so yeah I mean it's it's totally a thing I can be a populist about like quarantining too, because like, I think I said this already, but like people in magazines who make like $150,000 a year being like, just have them stay in your basement to a person in like a townhouse. It's like, I don't have a basement and I need to go get fresh air. Like I'm not going to quarantine to your anyways. I saw this thing that was like, use separate bathrooms from your roommates. Seven bathrooms. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck! Like when I was even when just I just go like, shit outside. Even when I was in Montreal and like the rent there is not expensive. Like I would share a bathroom with like three girls. Yeah. <laughs> the other girls, so it's like, uh, and that, <laughs> you know, my so. bathroom in Montreal was so disgusting. <laughs> it was like my hair clogged it, so it would always fill up, and the light was like dungeon lighting, and it was always moist, and like the heater was in the bathroom, so it was like a sauna. <laughs> It was like the mo and my hair was all over the wall. <laughs> um and 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 he had what is that thing that um some Muslims used to wash their like the pot? Oh, are you talking about the thing at my house that we have too? I, I never noticed it at your house. You're very discreet. <laughs> no, but I what is it called? Well, we have like a water, it's like a watering can. Watering can, right, right, right. How come I've never noticed it at your house? That's so yeah, weird. Like, are you supposed to keep water in it? No. You you always have, I don't know if it was like water from the shower, but it was always like half full. Oh, and no. I didn't, I didn't know how to like ask you about that. And I like never, I don't, anyways, yeah. So if you're listening, I was like very confused by that. You're supposed to like, you're supposed to like empty it out when you use it. It could have been, like, my splash from the shower. It could have been, like, the condensation from the heat. But it was always, like, half full, and it was gross. You know what's really funny is when I was growing up, and, like, my parents, like, we had that in our house. Yeah. Um, they, like, I just thought everybody had that. But the water. Yeah. But I feel like you should know what it's called, the watering can. <laughs> like, I used to literally just call it a butt washer. <laughs> oh, wait, is that for washing your butt? yeah oh i thought it was for washing your hands 
don't some Muslims wash their hands and feet every couple hours? Oh, yeah. No, but my family's not like, like no. Oh, okay. Okay. So it would be a different thing. Okay. I thought you were We're all doing cultural learnings here. Have like a watering can. That's why, because I thought it was just a cute little watering can. I thought it was for like the plants. Well, that's what its original usage. Right, right, right. Okay. All right. The pieces fit. Yeah. And so, like, I used to think that like everybody had that. And then I remember someone one day just being like, why do you have like a watering can behind Mm -hmm. your butt? And I was like, what do you mean? It's like to wash your butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wow that must have been how old were you i'm still in elementary school i think yeah like pe- both of you were looking at each other like what the fuck yeah and i was like wait like do you not like wash it like yeah and now if you were homeschooled you would have never had that <laughs> exactly <laughs> bringing it back to that you would never know there were people out there that didn't have water there you go so so i'm wondering because you know how like some public school kids went to like um like Sunday school. That was just sucked. Imagine I would hate Christianity if my Saturday was going to this like awful <laughs> dank building and some woman who hated her life was like taking it out on me through religion, you know, the cycles of trauma. But what if you had that for like homeschooled Sharia kids? <laughs> like I wonder how that would work, but you made it like super fun. Like it was like you could play soccer if you wanted to. You could, you could. I mean, okay, this is going to sound funny. I'm more into UBI than social programs, but like social programs that get kids involved in their larger community. Yeah. Would you wouldn't they could also be homeschooled? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think like teaching kids that they live in a society at a young age is important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny, you've said hypothetically in society when you were very serious and I had to like physically restrain myself. Um, <laughs> no, because you're not going to avoid the word. I know you're joking, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's another word for society? I'm gonna I, do know, I was thinking of like, sometimes in political theory, I've used like the demos, but that's like Whoa. when I referred to like democratic politics. You should just start saying that in regular conversation. Demos is making decisions that legally bind them. Um, stuff like that. But Would you say civilization? Yeah, but that sounds like you're like... You're living in a civilization. We live in a civilization. That's the name of the, the pod. What? This episode. this episode is called We Live in a Civilization. <laughs> We've had too many Come. society jokes. <laughs> we're, we're a society podcast you, we live in a community we live in a population these are highbrow i should look up uh, thesaurus words what are those called we live in a comradeship <laughs> we live in a general public we live in a social order <laughs> oh yeah i've used social order before too that's good hmm. i think i also for my thesis i use a term that like i've never used again <laughs> What did I use? What did you say? Like I thought about failing here for this term alone. <laughs> it was like for like my undergrad thesis, and I was thinking like like after <laughs> I called it. So my undergrad thesis was called like the part one of it because there's two parts. So part one was called the language polity. I've literally never used the term oh, language polity. Holy fuck, that's high. I like it. <laughs> We live in a polity. 
um but i've literally so i've never used that term ever like and so I've, you meant you meant like the sum of language politics i guess yeah it was about it was about that okay um, but part two well part one actually wasn't even about politics but mm -hmm. like laying the groundwork for it it was more philosophical mm -hmm. part two was called competition diffidence and a nice knockdown argument and like the references in there are just too much like to make hi it, bro yeah like it's that's like a, dope um you I gotta guess. do you gotta do some things when you're young sorry yeah yeah i was just like hmm this is so clever yeah but like you gotta have fun with it while you're young because when you're 35 it doesn't hit as well you know what i mean like i'm gonna try and do as much as noxious shit as i can before i'm 30 mm -hmm. and then you know okay. maybe uh, go on a camping trip <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um yeah i'm just like why did i use that word um it's it's fairly like i don't know i think i heard it in like one of my political theory lectures that's highbrow as fuck the language polity that's fucking <laughs> the scratch is an itch um yeah, well, I can send it to you if you want. I talk about Aquinas. Wow. But I don't think it's... I actually, I don't know. I don't know. I always think all my writing sucks, so I, was, I don't know if I should. Yeah, it doesn't, but I know that feeling. It'd it just be like that sometimes. The result of the language polity. <laughs> um... I think I hear Ryan Parr, so he's about to join. But I also wanted to say that um, this week another big thing hit the news, and that was Harry Styles wearing a, a skirt or a dress or something. Let's see. And uh, everyone was going, oh, my God. So there was, like, two sides to it. There was, like, the right wing and the left wing, and the left wing side was, like, Oh my God, Bay! He's like defying gender norms. Blah, blah, blah. It's actually a kilt. It's like the most patriarchal thing you can wear. Keep going. And then the conservatives are like, "How dare this man wear a skirt?" Because like, this is like, you know, undermining masculinity. Like men need to be more masculine. And I was just thinking, like, neither of this is new. Like, this is like the Chili's have been doing this. Chili's already did it. Yeah, I mean. His socks are on his feet. <laughs> the party's got boys and the boys the got socks. boys got socks. <laughs> party's got girls and the girls got hot. Is that what he says? Yeah. That's yeah. awful. It's not even <laughs> girls and the girls got we're Googling this. Yeah, the party's got party's got girls and the girls got hot. That's that doesn't make sense. I guarantee you, like, 90% of the people listening to this aren't going to know what song this is. Oh, we're talking about Organic and uh, Beatbox Band from the Red Hot Chili Peppers' first good album, Uplift Multiple Party Plan, uh, released in 1989. Hello, <laughs> last album. Uh, really good vibes on that album. Yeah, that, I, that album reminds me of good vibes. Great bass playing. Yeah, there's just a lot of good stuff on that album. I have good memories of dancing in a Starbucks bathroom with two other girls while we were pre-drinking and dancing to that album. And Friends of the Pod. There's a huge line of outside. 
afterwards. You guys owned that bathroom. We were like embarrassed fifteen year olds and ran away. But um that's what I gotta say about the chilies. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're you're too late. I was just kind of like why Axel Rose wore a kilt and it was manly as fuck. He wore a kilt and like a, a blow up cup, so it looked like his package was like gigantic. Yeah, I honestly I kind of feel bad that it's not normal for guys to wear like skirts or dresses because they're really comfy and they feel good. I really don't think they're comfy. Well, when was the last time you wore one? Maybe the grade seven talent show. Yeah, so you that was like a I just I yeah, I don't know. I I guess they don't have pockets though. Yeah, no, but if you wear them with pockets, like I don't know. I think it's just unfortunate. I think pants and shorts are just better. They're better for different things. I just like there's nothing greater when it's like the summer and it's hot. You don't really really bear any burden and you just throw in a like loose dress. Like let's bear any burden. Yeah. Maybe I'll try it this year. Yeah. Oh fuck. Imagine just my leg cramp. Imagine my family though. (laughs) Yeah. I think you could rock a dress though. I feel like tall people look really good in dresses. I'll tell them that. It's just a tall person thing. It's not a gender thing. Uh, I'm asserting my manhood over Harry Styles. <laughs> what? Just like I'm proving that I look more manly than Harry Styles. And- more manly and addressed than him? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think... <sighs> I just it just shows like people's propensity to get pissed. There's another really so this I actually I'm wondering what you think about this because it might speak to your interests more than mine, but uh the singer Sia just came out with a movie. Whoa. A movie. And the main character is like autistic and it's not played by an autistic person. <laughs> And so everyone's mad. Autistic movie? I think I I okay, well, there's a whole community of us that fetishize autism, which is a different kind of problematic, but I don't know that moderate autism is a disability. It makes growing up harder, but by the time you're like 27, your 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 interest in objects and activities has probably built you some skills that are more valuable than like the retards who are just interested in like their immediate, you know. Uh, polity <laughs> you know what I mean like the people whose horizons are their immediate circles and they they value their place in that beyond like long-term growth right um yeah. so I just don't even but then there's like really autistic people um yeah I don't know anything about autism. I I think actors are are playing it, it sounds funny but they're playing roles you know they're taking on personas that aren't theirs for the sake of uh, art and storytelling which is an exploratory medium of great value so we just got to pretend that they're pretending yeah so this is like the one thing with like mental disability in particular that makes me think of you're not like about playing characters with disabilities is like I feel like when you say a person with this disability has to play this person then it's like just further pathologizing mental illnesses rather than just like acknowledging oh that wow he's like just, like 
it's such a foreign experience that nobody can like relate or something yeah and like rather than like acknowledging also like the systems they emerge from whoa what does that mean like so for instance i feel like a lot of people like the more medicalized you make a mental disability the more that you kind of let like society off the hook for giving rise to that condition or making that oh seem, wow making that seem like something deviant rather than just like something that's an understandable response yeah um so like like a lot and i'm totally stealing this from mark fisher but um what he writes about is like a lot of behaviors that it like are considered mental illness or just things that like take away from your ability to be like a productive subject um subject of like of our yeah or like of capitalism well that does explain my sense that that i've complained while continuing to flippantly use the word we're kind of calling everything autistic it's like oh you felt uncomfortable for a second just had an autistic moment like no you're just yeah. like a human being yeah and so but like i think like you know we've just made so many behaviors seem like we've in making them seem like such a hardcore medical condition rather Mm -hmm. than like a social response so like for instance like there's a lot of behavior that could be classified as anorexia like certain kinds of dieting um and it's like a lot of it's being medicalized now like this is disordered eating behaviors but what I prefer to say is like this is actually someone rationally responding to incentives. It's just that the incentives might be perverse because the society that gives them are perverse. So for instance, like, you know, we have an incentive to look a certain way because we're like more respected. Like we feel more like we fit into the beauty standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, our medical system turns around and is not just medical system, but just other people in general, turn it around and treat it like it's like some medical condition that can be like isolated from the incentives, from, like the great right. your social ensemble. Um, right. And so, yeah, that's kind of a long-winded say of thing, way of being like, this is exactly what makes me reluctant about being like if you have this men like it, it, like having this mental disability is what makes you allowed to play this character and whatever like I don't think it's the same as like playing like wearing blackface you know <laughs> yeah oh you brought up blackface uh I I honestly think anyone can play anyone and if you're a filmmaker, just cast the best person. The other thing is you don't, so like how many, there's not a lot of like, let's say you're looking for like uh, an immigrant autistic trans person, right? The, there's probably not a ton of actors like that, right? Yeah. And the odds, of, the odds of one of them being great is probably pretty low. Yeah. Uh, and you probably want a great lead. Oh yeah, there's probably like, you could say a lot of, Oh, you think, I don't know. I don't think greatness is that common. No, I mean, if they possess one of those traits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or none. <laughs> Fuck it. Just pick great actors and have them play good roles because art is more important than representation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm kind of joking, but... Ah! I think, like, what makes it potentially offensive is, like, if it looks like you're caricaturing them for being that, like, race 
for for being that is it better to get the actual race play the character or a different race no i just think like like the issue is that like for instance if you like paint your face it looks like you're walking well as you explained to me there's a history there so i'm just leave it at that i guess but like with playing someone with a mental illness or like eating disorder or uh you know stuff in, in that domain it's kind of like doesn't really doesn't need to look like you're mocking them it can like you can just act in line with the behaviors and that's the thing it's like you're you're the ones who have medicalized this behavior by typing uh essentially generalizing what the behaviors are so of course these behaviors are easy to to create rules for because they've already been generalized can i do a funny riff yeah Okay, so let's say I do a biopic about myself because I'm a millennial and and I I I think I'm more autistic than I actually am. <laughs> so in the biopic I act like really autistic and people are like how you can't play an autistic man and like but well, this is how I think I act. Yeah, I know it gets into like some weird hair splitting, I guess. Is what one may call it. Um but I just think it's so stupid, like that all these things they just kind of pushed her into a corner and like defending herself. And she was like, Well, uh, 13 of the people on my set were autistic. Wow, it must have been an autistic set. No, but what, what does that even mean? That's why you, you, you leave a tweet that's like, Go fuck yourself. And then you close Twitter and you go make art yeah i know i really think people need to get better at being like i refuse to be bullied well one of the things is you can value a community like let's say reddit like regardless of whether i value it but like and when you go there you start picking up these like kind of unspoken rules about conversation and worldview that you really really don't have but because it's the way you communicate on that platform you start to say those things yeah and then and then when you I guess when things become normalized, they become harder to argue with. Like when I'm running and I think of a ridiculous premise, I just say calmly to myself, I don't think that's true. When I'm like fired up on the internet, I like try and respond to their texts. Like, like, like we have the same, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, that wasn't good. From the I same started- tonal. The, yeah the same same the same premises i guess because it's like it feels like respectful and reasonable but like it's not really what i do in real life yeah i don't know i like it, it's it's a bit troubling but i'm an old guy now i'm going to return to that old guy saying get off the internet <laughs> seriously if you're a young autistic person listening to this podcast and you feel like a total freak if you go outside well if you go outside you might see someone and feel like even more of a freak but if you push past that and you're outside for 35 minutes you will feel way better and you'll be like this is not a big deal and yeah incredible advice to the youth (laughs) you know what else is crazy is they found out that like mouthwash can eliminate covid I mouthwash every day. Yeah. Wow. Oh, 
that's why it smelled like mouthwash at my soccer today because someone had read that and was like like i show up and i sit down amongst a bunch of guys and i'm like whoa what's going on it was so powerful it makes sense yeah, passing a bottle of mouthwash around like do you know the song what about waterfall it? what there's a song what about mouthwash by trevor moore kanye no what does what does trevor moore say it's like like the whole premise of the song is like that he goes to the store to buy um like oh this is from an album yeah called drunk texts to myself he goes he goes to the store to buy alcohol but it's like past the time they're allowed to sell it this is like in the states where they can actually buy alcohol at like corner stores and stuff um and so he goes he tries to buy it and uh it was like like so he couldn't buy it because past the time so then he like glances at the mouthwash and then he realizes that like if he gets in a drinking mouthwash then everything will be easier for him that's awful <laughs> oh my god i was on a bus once and this guy this really fucked up guy whose mind was somehow still with it but like you could tell like there was fucked up shit coming out of his pores told me that one time he was so desperate to get high he drank the shit inside of a porta potty and then he passed out for like a day and a half and woke up and he like laughed about it while telling me Wait, and if you, you if you i don't know you have a long ladle with you like i don't know but like i just if you were there you're like i think this guy did this and he was mad that was crazy that's insane i know imagine doing that some like homeless drug addicts are so cheerful like i've seen them multiple times and they're always like hey buddy like like i woke one of them up once from the middle of the sidewalk and he was like told me this joke about like barbie like sex joke about barbies interesting what's your name son ken i have a joke for you ken <laughs> why what something about something oh why did barbie break up with ken because ken comes in a different box oh, I, I was like what whenever Thomas will tell me jokes i don't have the presence of mind to understand the joke i'm like what he tells it like three times by the end he's like fucking kids these days well, they're turning uh the old church that mcshane's McShane and his wife used to uh, reside at uh, mm. for their services. Rest in peace, Phil. Uh, Did he live there? No, he didn't. He lived close by, but it was like, I mean, he gave services there. Uh-huh. His wife was like the priest there. Um, but they're turning it into a homeless shelter or they're like into like housing for the homeless. And, My uh, God. I'm just like, Phil would have been so happy to hear that. And so that kind of warmed my heart. Are they going to name it after him? I don't know. I'm probably not. But I, yeah, I thought that was really nice. Yeah, that's nice news. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know how we got to that discussion. <laughs> um, we live in a polity. Yeah. Oh, maybe it was another mouthwash. Anyway, you can get drunk from mouthwash. Don't drink mouthwash, though. I think it, like, gives you an ulcer within, like, if you do it, like, twice. I've never drank that. <laughs> Sips wine. <laughs> yeah. Nobody drink mouthwash. Yeah, I wouldn't, like, strongly recommend it. Um, 
but yeah, apparently they found like some sort of thing where it like kills COVID cells. So if you have COVID cells like in your mouth, I guess. Yeah, just have like a dip your mask in mouthwash and before you go outside. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if that would taste good. Like you'd get like a nice minty freshness all day. (laughs) It'd probably be sticky though. Yeah, I don't think it'd be good. I think it would also be kind of like cringe. Yeah. Really? But just think about how nice it'd be if masks smelled like mint. Like every time you breathe in, you got this beautiful mint. <laughs> um yeah. I don't even know. What's the best country? I don't know. You like okay, the problem with this is like you'd have to check everyone out to see. Remember we were arguing about like whether you can what was the question last time? I don't know. Okay, me neither. It was like whether you can oh, whether there's more or less suffering now than in any time in history. I think there is. I gave a list. Just pick a best country. Sorry. Okay, so John. I'm cutting you off. This is why Zoom sucks. John Stuart Mill used to to say, actually, he was a feminist. No, I know. He he, He was a cuck. Imagine his friends, like, you're letting your wife write pamphlets? Only men write pamphlets, John. He just wanted women to be part of the workforce so he could stay at home and play video games. Lower wages, inflate the workforce. No, just kidding. <laughs> so he uh, had like his thing on speech is like you have to have full free speech because like you can't be sure of your view unless you've heard like opposing views to it. Oh, I thought it was gonna be something poetic, like the way it echoes in in the in your social space. But no. that's kind of true. Do you ever have that where you say something and you're like, I really believe that felt really right, and sometimes you're like, that felt really wrong. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. I'm leaving yeah. the party. So that was like his sort of uh, like yeah, exactly. Just like, like Norm. If I wanted to, well, Norm took it from Mill. <laughs> I I don't know. No, yeah, the eternal one. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like that's not an incredibly clever. Like so, a lot of people have probably said something similar to that in history. Like I'm not I'm not decrediting like trying to attack him or something, but like you know what I mean. That's not like doesn't take a PhD to say that. Yeah, but anyway, I'm like I, I, it's hard for me to say like what the best country is. If I haven't visited a lot of countries. Such a scientist. Just pick I, one. I can only go with your biases. Go with the hate inside you. Can I just choose the one that I've had the most, like that I like the most, that I've been, out of the ones I've been to? Sure. Okay, probably Greece. It's Canada. In terms of like enjoyment of stuff. Okay, I've never, I don't think I've been to Greece. I feel like it's really hot and everyone yells. I love Greece. I, I can't do it. I need rain. I was like, ever, like ever since I've been there, I'm like I want to live here. It's like my dream place to live. Yeah. I really like it. I like Turkey a lot too, but it's kind of funny because they're rivals. Yeah. So I hear. I don't like their government though. So like I'm not speaking in terms of governments, just like mm-hmm. in terms of cool places. 
if I had to pick, I could pick like cities. Pick like. a pick a white country, Mila. No, I'm just kidding. Greece? Cities, not white. Or Greece is white. Sorry, who's not? Uh, well, thank you for answering that question. My fave country. Yeah. Um, Wait, fave city. Fave city. City. I mean, I like. I love Santorini. Um, but like that's. I don't think it's my. I think it's the prettiest city, but not like my favorite one. Honestly, Montreal would be up there. Honestly, yeah. I was gonna. I'd say Montreal or San Antonio. Yeah, and uh, I also like. I actually like LA. I know a lot of people don't like it. But what did you do in LA? I like played music. Where? Band. Oh right, right. You went to yeah. I feel like there's like levels to LA. Yeah, there's definitely. It's like basic thing to say, but there's like cities inside of cities inside of scenes, and like everyone wants to go to like the highest, deepest, richest, famousest like scene. Yeah, I've actually never been to those like like to the Hollywood attractions stuff. Yeah, but that's not where like the cool shit gets done. You know, it gets done in like a house. Yeah. Or like a Hollywood basement. um yeah i mean honestly i like i like a lot of the cringe like corny cities that like are cringe cities cringe to like what's a cringe city like, to like paris? like it's just like uh like you like paris like that's you so- haven't i i don't remember any i remember i don't remember anything about paris but i like paris and i i i, I, I let's talk about the people in paris because they're, like, so cool, but also such, like, they need to calm down about, like, little things. Like, they'll start screaming at you for, like, almost nothing before you've registered what they're angry about. And then it's like, bro, I'm just trying to get a cab. What? I wonder why they're trying to control the Muslim children. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, we tied it back. Right, so are you allowed to wear religious symbols in, in France? depends which one really that's not fair no, like you can't cover your face so you can't oh, like, really can you do that in canada yeah okay the good everywhere except it's, canada no in oh. france it's better oh i see okay so like, like millions of refugees come from the middle east to canada <laughs> honestly we, we set up kneecap STEM centers where women can work unimpeded by the male gaze with the UVI and uh, the finest coaches to teach them to innovate. <laughs> <laughs> I Unironically, I 2024... That it, scene, and it's just so funny. What's, oh, I know, right? Can, we, can I clap? I'm getting half this from Sam Hyde. He's okay. like, I'm passionate. I mean, his fake TED Talk is like a seminal performance artwork. That People feel guilty. They feel like Nazis when they watch it, but it is so fucking funny. Like, at one point, he's just like, I'm passionate about teaching JavaScript to African refugees. And there's just, like, a couple, like, claps. And, like, everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking? Anyways. Well, the... Yeah, I don't know. I could... I, I kind of understand the niqab bands in a lot of settings. What? What uh, if these are physicists who do their best work? When they know that they're ensconced in like a cultural tradition that affords them a degree of protection, I don't know. I'm just like I don't think like we should sign off on it as a society. Free free cabs for my campaign trail. 
bro. <laughs> oh man. You're like the libertarian. Everyone put it on. I'm not gonna speak until you all put it on. Uh, yeah, but that would then I would not. Doesn't be that feel better? About it, like if it was like men and women wore it, I would be like, okay. We should do live podcasts in the niqab. <laughs> Ooh, we'd probably get fucked up. Yeah. No. I'm going to die on a lot of stupid hills, but not that one. <laughs> this is my freedom of speech at the avant garden. There's like this. You didn't say this is an indigenous land. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I. I think. I'm a bit more reluctant about it just because like yeah I I first of all it's I don't think it's like necessary like in the religion so it's not religious discrimination but I just think like that Ooh, but that's a you could say like you don't need to go to church like you don't need to marriage doesn't need to be defined as between a man and a woman so <laughs> that like can best uh interpret the bible gets to like make the rules on what they're free to do best what depends on me but best interpret like you just have like competitions where someone's like actually this passage means this and then they get to decide i recommend you guys read the footnotes in the bible if you're going to read the bible because it makes way more sense i don't like he took the stone ox and moved it through the streets and you're like the stone ox is actually just a horse like that they call a stone ox for like nobody knows why but like this makes more sense now like there's so much stuff like that <laughs> just like crazy sounding shit and then you read the footnotes and it's like oh he went to the market to get some bread yeah it's like oh now it all makes sense <laughs> mary magdalene was a symbol imagine they're all symbols <laughs> is about the catholic position like the bible is kind of symbolic it's this is important because (laughs) using the word symbolic loosely is really intellectually lazy there's an extreme difference between contextual and symbolic Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean if you say this meant this at this time and this figure of speech literally meant this and in the political context that this speaker was operating in this is what he was getting at is different than like the bread being his body is a symbol for his cock. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a symbol. It's it's a contextual. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know what I mean, though? Do you see the important difference? Because if everything's a symbol, society just falls apart, doesn't it? Yeah. And then we end up with, like, a di- people watching Tentacle Hentai for nine hours a day in quarantine because of this fucking virus. <laughs> bro i think the next generation of people are going to be even more sexually weird because of porn like yeah. when i was coming up in the scene <laughs> it was like so vanilla and like weird shit was pushed on you like anal was a huge thing when i was like a teenager like the porn pages like push it on you it's like i don't like anal but like now you can find anything by sorting by reddit and you can go deep like on you i swear they pushed it on me father no but like like it was promoted like there were time periods when like lesbian porn was like the most fashionable type of porn were they just like you can't watch this until you watch anal (laughs) no like like the algorithm there was nobody like tapping my shoulder like bro do the steps properly 
like like the algorithm would be like you know what i mean the algorithm would say like all caps like blonde babe anal on her 18th birthday or something like that you know what i mean um and i'd be like i don't want to watch that and they'd they'd make me okay well we should ban first uh, no just give them a ubi so that they can buy bigger land so they can go for a nice walk on a bigger property of their own <laughs> Dude, a UBI would in in it it would imp- engender such a communal effort. Think about what like all the UBI together can do. Right. Think you can buy you can buy a field together and roast. You can raise goats and slaughter them, and put them in the the smoker. Just like Mark Zuckerberg famously, like I think he he slaughtered and smoked a goat for Jack Dorsey, and Jack Dorsey's like, "What the fuck's going on here?" <laughs> Just classic Zuck. Yeah, that's really, really weird. I fucking love Zuck. <laughs> Feed me like one of your children, Zuck. <laughs> Feed me your smoked goat. Oh, man. I, 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 there was a really great moment with him when he was, like, on trial. Uh, not, like, on a criminal trial. When he was, like, at a hearing in front of <gasps> Congress or something. And they were, like, asking him... Um, they're like, how how do you make money if the website's free? Like, this doesn't sound right. And it was like this really old man, and he was like, uh, Senator, we run ads. Oh man, there was this like Alabama Republican, sixteen eight year old woman who's like, when you're when you're trying to close the window, <laughs> I can't always get the mouse to work, and he's like sweating on a Zoom call, like I. I, I don't I don't know how to help you. Oh man, he's like lizard confirmed. He's like fuck. They think so again. Imagine what goes through his mind when he says something like, "Be normal. Don't be a lizard. Be normal. Be normal. Be normal." Okay, now you blink. Don't blink too much though. Just breathe medium. Anyways. Oh my god, that was. How old is Zuck? Imagine what it'll be like at fifty-five. Is he not 55 already? I think he's like 38. That's my guess. No. He looks old. He is... 36! I knew it. I'm really good at guessing ages. When I was younger, I used to not be able to tell the difference between him and Michael Sarah, and now I feel bad. (laughs) Well, that's because Jesse Eisenhower played him in a biopic and he looked a lot like Michael Sarah at that time. Yeah. There's a whole chain. Wow, Elon is 50. Yeah, he looks old. I love Elon. Yeah, we'll see that picture of him with like a shaved head. Or like before he got his like hair graft. I haven't seen this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He looks younger there though, like even still. I guess. Anyways, I love you either way, Elon. Oh, sorry, bro. I don't. I know. <laughs> I love Grant's though. So. Who? Yeah, me too. Um. Anyway, I think we've given you all enough. Yeah, what a good episode. Mm-hmm. So much going on in the world. Thank you for telling me about all these things going on. Quality. We, we never solved the problem with France. But... I literally did. Oh, yeah, I guess Ken did. You just have them all play soccer together and then show each other tentacle porn on their phones. No, They'll be like, God it. isn't real. 
God would never allow, Allah would never allow something like this to happen. Oh, man. They were just, um... God is, Allah is dead. <laughs> now on that note, that's the name of the episode. There. <laughs> um, on that So, everybody, UBI, hang in. UBI is coming. First, I bring it to Canada, and then I have a successful film and shit career, and then I bring it to the world. That is my dream, to one day give everyone alive a, a basic income. So, subscribe to the Patreon. Thank you for our subscribers. Mm-hmm. What else? We should say one more thing. Um, Hang in there. Yeah. There'll be there'll be a virus or sorry a Freudian slip. There'll be a uh, what are those called? Vaccine. Those science things called. Bill Gates will inject a chip, and you won't have to worry about any of this anymore. Chip through a vaccine. Have you seen a vaccine? I don't. You know, the semiconductor gets smaller every year. (laughs) Isn't that like a law, Moore's Law or something? Let me quickly Google that. Moore's Law. If I got this right, holy shit. Moore's Law states that the number of transistors on a microchip doubles about every two years. Although, though the cost of computers is half. So, Moore's Law, basic shit, you know. Uh, Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Good night. Da-da.